It is the most talked about television show, aside from Married at First Sight, uh, mm-hmm. but it's on Netflix and it is Tiger King. If you've seen all the memes on the internet about it and you haven't watched it, I can highly recommend getting on and getting into it. Um, one of the people from the show is on with us right now. His name is Saf. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys? Is this crazy for you? Can you even go down to Walmart now without being recognized? <laughs> I, I can't actually, no. Um, but unfortunately, it's a, necess- it's a necessity for me to do so. So mm. I just kind of deal with it. <laughs> For those who haven't watched it, it is a documentary about people in America, because it is completely legal to have giant cats like tigers and lions and stuff. Then it moves into the fact that Joe Exotic, who is now in prison because he, one of the zoo owners, uh, was plotting to kill Carol, who is an animal rights activist and his arch nemesis, and he's absolutely, from the outside, looking in crazy. <laughs> Working with him, everyone who worked at that zoo loved and adored him. After leaving the the zoo now where you don't work, do you have the same feelings for Joe? I don't think that I was ever in the category of loved and adored him. Um, yeah. I was there for the animals 100% from the beginning. Um, obviously worked with Joe on a one-on-one basis, um, but it was more so in a, in a professional setting. You know, he was the guy who owned the place where all these animals were. Um, and that's as far, you know, as our relationship went. Um, and that's as far as it is right now. Yeah. But I I would say you got your arm bitten off by a tiger and you were back at work seven days later. Right. Right. Yeah. I, um, my thought process in that was that I, I knew the longer I sat in that hospital, the bigger this story would be. Um, when I got out. So I knew my best bet at doing the best I could for the animal's sake was to get back to to park and kind of damage control, you know. Saf, how was it the first day going back to work? Because that's one of the first things we see in the first episode. But how was it, I guess, being around a tiger, something that you adored so much, but just after that accident, how was it? Oh, it was always the same, regardless. Um, I, I always knew the dangers, you know. I always knew the risk I was taking working with these animals, um, from the get-go. But I, I think a lot of it at that point, well, I was so focused on just um, the, the attention that was being pulled in, in the, the opposite direction that I wanted it to go, you know. Now people can see it firsthand, the damage. Um, so I wanted to use myself as kind of a walking billboard of that if I could. Would you say you'd feel more safer with tigers than you would with, like, say, Carol? Anybody else. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you seem the most even-tempered. Could, could I say that? Like, you, The most normal? The, well, I don't know. How to right. No, it's do not you, hard to do in, in, in the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who would you sort of go that you wouldn't want to work for, you wouldn't want to be in the same room with? Who would you say would be your complete opposite? I think um, Carol, I wouldn't want to work directly with her. Um mm. And I've made that clear to her as well. And I think it's just because I know for a fact she puts her beliefs and standards out there for everyone to hear. It's public knowledge. And mm-hmm. I know that I disagree with a lot of them. So for that reason, I, I probably wouldn't want to work for her. Do you, um, do you think that you she know? obviously there's all the, all the um, theories going around now and she's back under investigation. Do you think that she killed her husband? I think she's fully capable of it. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Because Joe Exotic on the show, that's Carol's his arch nemesis because she rescues tigers, and but she really just runs a zoo and says she's rescuing them. Right. Uh, he, he suggested that she fed her 
ex-husband to a tiger. Right. Right. Yeah, he did. He did. He actually has been making that statement for years since I've known him. Um, he's been making that statement. So he is probably thrilled that it is all being, you know, uncovered again. Mm. Or, mm. You know. So the other question with Joe is he has two husbands that you that you meet in the um, show that come there as straight men and then they right. they marry marry him and there's a lot of talk and they, they've actually said themselves at times that Joe sort of controlled them with drugs. Do you know anything about that? Oh yeah, I mean as far as controlled them, I don't know. I've I've seen these interactions with these young men and um it, they're definitely come there with the lifestyle of a straight man. Um but you know, they're like I said they were young boys. They were like 19 when they met Joe. And any young boy would take any opportunity to just live life to its fullest. So whatever it took, and it wasn't just that, you know, it was cars, it was clothes, it was toys. I mean, they got four wheelers and, you know, all kinds of stuff, man. It it looked like a party. So I can imagine that just being, you know, exactly. It's a 19-year-old boy's dream, regardless of the... uh, of the situation. Did you ever feel like when a, when a new a young kid came to the zoo that you should go, Hey, just, just so you know, don't, don't fall into this. Actually, I, um, I did that with one of them. I did it in the best of interest. I, I just kind of put it out there for him, letting them, let him know what the lifestyle would be. Um, and you know, he can make his own decision at that point. He is an adult. You can't make anyone choose. Who, who was that? That was Travis. Travis and I were very close. You're right. He was, the, he's the youngest, right? Travis is. He was the youngest, and he was the one who passed. There, there's talk. Do, do you think that he may have taken his own life? No, absolutely not. Mm. No, I, I knew that boy, and, and, you know, everyone's got issues, and everyone has bad days. Um, but he, there was so much joy that radiated from that man. I mean, he was, he was sunshine, man. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. I, I was saying before that I, I do refer to you guys as characters and I shouldn't because it's your real life. And I was like, no spoilers, but this is, this is, you know, this is a true story that you, you went through. And I, I guess, um, for, for us, it's kind of unbelievable because we don't have people keeping tigers here in Australia. Right. And I looked at, you know, even Doc and I was like, is he, is he for real? And he's had to deny that he has a cult. But from your perspective, what, what you know, would you call it that? You know, um, by by the definition, I I can see why people think that. I've I have been to Doc's place multiple times. I have uh, worked directly with Doc. Every single person there, including his partners and employees, are extremely happy. So whatever the dynamic is there, um, they're happy about it, and they're they're living it up out there, man, mm-hmm. unapologetically. Um, a little bit off topic from the show, but I don't know if you saw, and we all are in um, isolation as um, coronavirus takes its toll. Did you see that the tigers in um, Brooklyn Zoo have got COVID? I did. I did see that. Um, that was a little bit of a shock to me. I didn't realize that that was even a possibility. You know, they, they focus, I guess we all focus society on humans and how it affects the human race. I would have never even thought that it was something that they could catch, so... Obviously, that shows how much research or knowledge I have on this on this entire <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> so, are you keeping in contact with Joe at all? Have you had any communication with Joe Exotic or any of the others? I have not. I have um, spoken to Joe one time since he since he's been incarcerated, and uh, that was when I, I actually visited his mom in the nursing home since he wasn't able to. Mm. Um, and since then, I have not spoken to him, and that was in 2018. So Joe is in um, prison because he um, allegedly ordered a hit on Carol 
um, his arch hey. nemesis. I'd love to have an arch nemesis. Not enough people no, have arch nemesis. It doesn't look that great. <laughs> Carol is still running the website, though. As a result of all this, I couldn't help myself mm. and go to the website. Like all the Facebook page and the website is still earning money, isn't it? Oh, yes. She has a, a very large support system. You know, Carol's never been short on, on funds ever that I, mm. that I know of. It is out um, today, I, I was reading, that Joe's niece has actually come out and said that Joe always says how much he loves all of the tigers and he loves the animals and stuff, but she has said that she knew of times that Joe would actually have frozen tiger cubs and then sold them off to taxidermists. Do you know mm. anything about that? I don't. Um, we did work with with certain companies um, because obviously we had access to all these animals that no one really has access to. And, and within those contracts, it was, you know, when these animals do perish, if we can, you know, have their their bodies for, um, for our use. And mm-hmm. most of the times it was um, museums and stuff, you know, the skeletal system and stuff like that. Mm. So that's the contracts that we had. Um, and I think that's where all the rumors are, are drummed up from, you know, because these things are real. These things did happen, but it just, they kind of took it out of context and put it, put it into something more interesting, I guess. Right. So he, he wasn't on purpose getting like, like killing tiger cubs so that he could sell them. No, no. And you know, we, he has, he has put tigers down. Um, again, it's outside of the employee's control. It was completely his call and Mm. there's nothing we could do about it, but I, I have seen him put tigers down, uh, because they're old or they're, uh, they're suffering. Do you think Again, that any of them a, were abused? I know that none of them were abused. Yeah. And I can say that confidently because I was the one taking care of them. Yeah. And I've read reports that, you know, he was a very rich man because he inherited money or stuff. But, you know, how much money was the park making? Was he making millions and millions of dollars? Oh, no, or? there's absolutely no way. Yeah, he no, we didn't have any money. <laughs> mm. You know, but uh, for me, it wasn't about the money. The only time you needed finances is to resource these, these needs that the animals have. So because we didn't have money, we didn't have much resources. To, to pay employees or to even buy food, which is why these contracts that we had with these people that didn't cost any money were so important. Mm. You know, um, when they talk about the meat truck, that's that's donated meat, mm. you know. didn't cost a thing but a driver and gas. Yeah, well, they were saying it was. So all those things were very essential to the care of the park. Yeah. If he yeah. had a, a trust fund or a secret amount of money somewhere, it was never used on that park. Right. Before we let you go, we do have to cover, though, the fact that um, in the documentary, Saf, you are referred to as a a female. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we know you as as he, and that's what we've been saying throughout this interview. Um, Did you, did they not realize that you were transgender or they hadn't really discussed that with you? I think, yeah, that honestly never came up with me and the producers. Um, I think I was, I personally was just focused on other things, other pressing, yeah. pressing issues as far as telling my story. Um, and then, of course, you know, once it hits the Internet, now it's just a huge thing. It still doesn't bother me, <laughs> honestly. I'm still not focused too much on that. I know people, there's an entire community that, that you know, is supportive of that and have fought. In, in order to identify how they want. So mm. I am respectful of it, but I, I honestly just, I don't pay it any mind. You are too laid back and level-headed to be hanging out with these people. So. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Tiger yeah. King on Netflix. Um, if you want to join in, you've got to go and watch it. It's very interesting. Um, Murder, Mayhem and Madness. Uh, Saf, thank you so much for coming on. Nice to talk to you this morning. I appreciate talking to you guys. I am a big, big fan of Australia. You guys give me hope in humanity, the way you guys adapted and overcame through those fires. Oh, oh yeah, thank, thank you. You know, we have tiger cubs here <laughs> down on the Gold Coast. Just saying. I mean, home home of the legend, Steve Irwin, so yes. I'm, yes. I'm very, very proud to be a part of this. Well, I hope after all this finishes, um, you can come down to Australia, um, come to Queensland, you can go and see the tiger cubs, but also go to Australia Zoo. That'd be amazing. Love that. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> you should reach out to the Irwins for a job here in Australia. I used to watch when Bindi was itty, itty, bitty, and now she's married. So yeah. that's yeah. crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's insane. Imagine, imagine that. You're at Australia Zoo and the crocodile show comes on and out comes Saf from Tiger King. You're like, what? <laughs> hey, I would absolutely love to. I'll put it in the plans for sure. All right. Thank you. Have a good Thanks, day. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Bye. Have a good one.